Welcome, everybody, to episode number 300 of the Fight Talk podcast. This is Steven Jensen. I am here today with one of my favorite independent professional wrestlers. He is the two-time New South Heavyweight Champion. He is the castaway, Cabana Man Dan. How are you doing today, Dan? Well, I'm doing better now that I've found out by surprise I'm episode 300, baby. <laughs> yes, I didn't tell you that ahead of time. But, uh, yes, you are my special guest for episode 300. So there, there might be some excited people. There might be some people let down. I just hope most of you are at least in the middle about it. No, I think people are going to be very happy about this because, <laughs> you know, my uh, my audience has, you know, skewed over the years more and more towards just independent wrestling in general as I try to clear my throat here. But, yeah, man, I, I'm very excited to have you on here today. And there's quite a few things I want to talk to you about. Like when I first started watching you, man. I, I first became aware of you through Southern Underground Pro in Nashville. You know, I attend those shows live. I remember you coming out there to the Basement East. And that was when I first started paying attention. And I know you're all over the place now. And I don't want this to be like a whole tell-all about your career. I got kind of specific stuff I want to ask you about. But, like, I know I know you've been around for a long time, though. You've shared the ring with a lot of legends. Um, like, how long have you been actually in the world of independent wrestling? Well, uh, from 2001 to 2010 and then 2016 to now, I took six years off, but I didn't really ever stop paying attention. It just, the scene wasn't for me at that time. I had stuff going on and nagging injuries and stuff. It was just time to take a break. And then I didn't really expect to come back. Well, there was kind of like, I was going to say there was kind of like a resurgence around that time too, right? Like where independent wrestling kind of became more and more popular and more available. Did that, did that have anything to do with it? Just the fact that there was like a lot more interest in independent wrestling kind of in like the 2015, 2016 time. No, not really. It was, it was solely new South running again. And uh, I had a lot of friends. I came up in with the business running that show. Uh, Dump Sanders particularly asked me to come hang out. Maybe I can, help some of the younger talent or do commentary or something. That's how I, that's how I got started back. That's how they drug me back in. <laughs> okay. and then, uh, I started, I started trying to get in shape for the idea of having another match. And then it came sooner than later, whenever a week before the show, uh, I think John Wayne Murdoch had to cancel and, um, I got booked instead. Okay. Well, there you go. So, New South, obviously, that's kind of like your home, like your home promotion. I know, I know you wrestle all over, but like you're really the first person I think of when I think of the brand New South. And a lot of it has to do with the, t- you know, your long title reign before this, and now you being the champion again. And by the way, the most impressive looking title belt in all professional wrestling, <laughs> um, especially with you carrying it. I-, I love it, especially when you have it. Um, what what's that been like? I guess since you've been back with New South in just these last handful of years, because you know, obviously there's New South and then there's like the kind of the rise of, you know, powerbomb.tv, which then became independentwrestling.tv. And like, you're just, I just feel like you got a lot of buzz about you right now. And you've really been building that over the last few years. Well, yeah, um, it, a lot of it has to do with the IWTV brand. It's like, you, you see the current scene of wrestlers, you see the shows that they're on, the ones that people are talking about, most likely are within the IWTV or the GCW umbrellas. And that's, those are the people I want to try to work with and and hit up because more people are talking and watching watching these shows and that that's kind of where it started. And, and we, we wanted to get New South onto that into that umbrella too. Yeah, and and I love that you have because I think there's a lot of great talent there at New South. Um, and, and when you came back into wrestling, 
kind of because you you've evolved quite a bit over the last few years like you've gone from you know bikini bottoms favorite wrestler like a very <laughs> you know cartoony type character and slowly kind of and I'll, I'll ask you kind of more specifically here in a minute but like i watched you kind of slowly evolve through like your your storylines at sup with you know with the they might be giants and balances forever feud and all that stuff and now as castaway cabana man dan like well kind of what if you could even articulate that kind of going from like the kind of like this family friendly, happy cartoony dude who like carried around the coconut to now this guy who's like this ass kicker who he still has some of that, but like kind of a different guy out there now. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of pent up frustration. <laughs> there's, there's, there's very, uh, very many catalysts to, to just the gear change in the last year. Um, 2020 sucked for just about everybody. Uh, I lost my career job outside of wrestling. Uh, it was really about survival at that point, just trying to scrape together what you can to keep the lights on, keep your family fed, and that the survivalist mentality. I'm not, I'm not like physically on an island making stuff, but it was in my mind, I've got to do what it takes to survive, and I've got to do what it takes to make sure my family's taken care of. And then the transition from like a cartoony character into more serious, it was like, if you if you follow my career, even even towards the beginning, um, I was heavily influenced by Chikara and Mike Quackenbush and all of those guys, fantastic, fantastic group that they were. And then I spent a, a, a huge chunk of my career trying to get to get to Chikara, where I based a lot of my character based that would be a perfect fit for there. And then when the speak out movement happened and they were no longer around anymore, it's like, this is a character handpicked for this company. I can't be this person anymore because it got me that far. And then, you know, that, that was the goal. And now I don't have a goal. So I got to change my goals. I got to change myself. And then just, you know, just wrestling for so long. You're talking about being with like legends and people who are on TV. Now you start off with like groups of people. And then as things go along, they're either retiring uh, unfortunately passing away or getting signed, moving away. And the next thing you know, you're, you're the one by yourself. And that's how I felt too at, at points. Like I'm the only one still the OG indie guy, like in this area that's still trying to just make it. Wow. That's super interesting. I didn't even put together that whole Chikara thing, but that, I mean, that totally makes sense. Um, I mean, you're talking about people that are, you know, either legends or, or on TV. I mean, I might as well just ask you now, cause I know this is, this is one of the main things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you had that feud in Southern Underground Pro, uh, yourself and Marco Stunt against Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini. I was there live. Um, that was the most brutal match I've ever seen in person. <laughs> I mean, not even close. Um, I, there's people, there was dudes with meat skewers hanging out of their faces and uh, there was glass. I was, I was avoiding puddles of Marco Stunt's blood, trying to not get on my own flip-flops. Uh, Dominic Carini's got, you know, thumbtacks hanging out of his feet, all that stuff. And I was just like, this is unreal. Um, and one part of that match that I'll never forget was oh, you, get, gosh. you getting cracked in the skull with that ring bell. And I, I hate to bring it up, but I, I mean, I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't. Um, that whole match in that situation, man, like, was, I, can you just even, like, explain any of that? Because that I, I feel like that's the first time I had seen you or Marco, like, in that kind of element. And I thought it was probably, it's probably the most talked about match that Sup has ever had. Yeah, um, I don't, and I'll do hardcore and stuff, but that's the first time I've ever 
bled my own blood before. And I was very like nervous on how that was going to go or if it was even going to happen. But if it would happen, how would it go? And the very next day, we were going to Universal Studios. So with that, we had a family vacation. Oh, wow. So I, if, you, if you see like the very first couple of days of pictures, I'm, I've got a huge bandage on my head. <clears throat> my wife really appreciated that. <laughs> but no, um, that was just a... If you if you just check out the body language when I'm going out there, I, I, I am more maniac and manic than ever. I was I was I didn't know I was very just filled with all sorts of emotions. I there's a lot of people watch that's gonna watch this. This is a big time match. This is serious. This is this is a feud that's been going on for eight months, and this is how you blow a feud off. This is this called for this type of match. This called for this type of violence. So everything made sense. So I was wanting to just lay it all out there and just and just put on a performance that people you know two years later are still talking about and that's the only time i've ever had to do something like that because it called for it so it's still special yeah yeah for sure and i i felt like something was going down when because like i'm pretty sure that same show was alley cat and brett for the title and it was like in the middle of the show yeah, yep. and I and I remember being like, why in the world would they do the the title match in the middle of the show, especially with Brett and Alley Cat being you know such faces of that company, and then and then it made sense like, once I started seeing you guys, <laughs> once I started seeing what you guys were doing out there. Um, and you don't have to answer this question if you don't want, but like, was there a legit heat after that that bell shot? Because that was, I mean, there was there was no like laying back on that thing, right? I mean, you got cracked by it. No, that. it was it it was it was for realsies. Um, <laughs> all I knew is I felt I, I heard it and I felt it, and then it instantly like I just go, holy shit, what the fuck was that? I don't even know if we can cuss on here. I'm no, you sorry. can see whatever you want, man. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, wow, that was that was disgusting, but. <laughs> immediately after that i was like oh my gosh I, we've got we've got a long ways to go in here i've just got to just kind of just get up and keep going and keep fighting on and people probably didn't expect that either but no as far as like heat no i mean it was a spur of the moment thing and if you if you see the flip-flops with the tax in it when i'm driving into yeah. <laughs> uh yeah th- those were those were there too so it's all good yeah, there, were, there were seats for payback yeah, we, we, we laugh about it now, me and Dom. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, it's great to see all four of y'all's success, all four of you guys. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned, you know, you know, during that match, if it was something people would expect, one of the funniest things I've ever witnessed, and it, it was during your match, but it had nothing to do with, like, the match itself. There, I, I was, you know, standing there in the basement East, and I'm, like, I'm getting lightheaded just watching it, right? I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is this is insane. <laughs> And this family had walked into the basement east. What? And and you could tell that they were like they were all you know of age to be in the bar, but you could tell it was like a mom, a dad, and two daughters who were probably like in their early twenties. And I remember like <laughs> walking outside to get some air because I was like, man, I like this is I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. And I go outside to get some air, and there's this family yelling at the security from the basement east just what the fuck is happening in this place i was told that this was like a music venue and blah 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 like there were clearly tourists that had no clue what they were walking in on and uh i told mose about that and he like laughed until he cried he was like oh my god that's the funniest thing i've ever heard but yeah man you guys you guys really made an impression on nashville that night uh yeah 
That was good stuff, man. And, and speaking of Marco, like, what's it feel like? I, I know that there's like elements of you know Castaway, Cabana Man, Dan that are you know you know bitter that Marco's you know gotten all the attention he has, and he's with AEW, and you've kind of been quote unquote you know left behind, if you will. But like, what how how has it been seeing a guy like Marco who? You know, given his size and everything, many people probably wouldn't have ever expected to to be in the position he's in. And, and same with the guy like you, just height wise. And then you see the success he's having. Like, what kind of how do you feel about all that? I mean, it just it just gives me hope. You know, when you got smaller folks like uh, like Marco, and then you have you know cruiserweights of, of of various abilities and stuff getting signed. I mean, that that, that may that you know, eventually it's got to be me, right? <laughs> yes. But no, it makes me feel good anytime. Like. Like when Anthony Henry got got signed, he he's my age. He's been a he's he's a veteran for several several years. That makes me feel good when when someone my age gets signed. So uh, it's it, it's always good when somebody you know and somebody you work with, and when good people uh, have good things happen to them, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more, especially when it feels like it's one of your guys, you know, like just someone from SUP or someone from SCI or just something like these promotions that I attend live. I'd love to get out to New South and it's not in Alabama, but like y'all put on a, a fantastic show over there that I, you know, I keep Thank up you. with on. Absolutely. IWTV. I, I think it's I think Action Class is a uh, Action Clash rather is a is is must watch uh, weekly programming. You know, it's right up there with. Anything else that I watch weekly, I, I talk about it on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast often. Um, so it's one of these awesome. things. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I, I really enjoy it. <clears throat> and uh, and yeah, with all these options out there, too, like, you, you know, talking Marco with AEW, even other guys from that same match we're talking, Kuhn Garini with MLW. Like, is there do you have like a preferred destination or is it really just anywhere that will have you that, you know, you can get more eyes on you that you think is a good fit kind of thing? I mean, not to sound like like desperate, but I mean at this point, you know, I, I gotta look out for my career. I gotta look out for my family. It's like whatever you know, whatever gets me on another platform that can help uh, make ends meet easier on me uh, would be great. Um, I'm doing fine, okay in the Indies for what it's worth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just you know, any, anywhere that would have me. Like I've said it many times on Twitter, I just need a chance to fail on a bigger stage. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> Oh man, I think you'd knock it out of the park. You get over everywhere you wrestle, man. Like I, 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 I really enjoyed um like family re- reunion a couple years ago when it was you. It was a six man that y'all had. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a big kind of door opener too. Like I remember watching that from my uh, from my couch, and I was like marking out, just like standing up, just like oh my god, I can't believe like the place is going nuts for these guys. Like these are guys. This is the little little bar in Nashville, Tennessee, and like. <laughs> the world like the world we about section teams. yeah yeah i saw like the sobros were there at the time and like mm-hmm. uh yeah all the fans i mean i wish i wish i would have been there too man that, that, that was a that was a hell of a moment um where now that i'm just kind of thinking about it where does the whole cabana man dan, dan cabana man dan name and like gimmick and everything like where does that actually come from like what inspired you to to like use that name and be that kind of dude out there um, you know, when I was in high school, it was during the Attitude Era, and I found some friends that also were backyard wrestlers, or trampoline wrestlers, rather, sure. in the backyard, whatever. So I joined them, and then they were asking what my name was. I was like, well, you know, with my Filipino heritage, I always wanted to, I always liked Islander wrestlers and Ricky Steamboat, uh, Wild Samoans, and uh, and uh, Jimmy Snuka. So I was like, I was one an Islander character, 
and I was a big fan of RVD at the time. So I was like, I want something with three initials, Cabana Mandan, all just kind of, it just, it's, it's something that sounded catchy, something that's easy to remember, something you can do with, um, the, the, the initials. I just thought, it, I just thought it worked. Yeah. So that was my oh. backyard wrestling name too. <laughs> there you go. I think, I think all of us at one point or another, whether we were fans or like, you know, wrestlers or in the business or whatever you want to like, I think at one point we all wrestled on trampolines. Like that was, that yes. was like, uh, you had to, um, man. So as far as like new South goes, cause that's, you know, like I said, you're basically the face of new South. Um, who are some people that you're kind of working with on a regular basis right now that you think, you know, maybe are not as well known that are like doing good things there. Cause I, I know like, like uh, Derek Neal, for instance, like he's basically getting uh, a petition out there at this point to get into the national wrestling Alliance. Uh, and I think he'd fit in great there. I think, I think he does. Oh, great he would be out. perfect. He would be so, so perfect. The fact that, they haven't even reached out to him and they tape like in Atlanta. So it's not far for him from Bowling Green, Kentucky. The fact that he hasn't been on there yet, it's a shame. They're just I, not paying attention or, or refusing to pay attention. I he's, agree. He's the best wrestler I've ever wrestled so far. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. I was, I, so I'll, I'll go ahead and put it out there. We just, we make magic together. And if you've ever, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but our match from family reunion, of, you know, a few weeks ago in Tampa, man, that was it was only like 10 and a half minutes, but that was like the best 10 and a half minute match I've ever had. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> that was a fantastic one. So I just want if, if, if the flowers aren't for me, I want the flowers to be for Derek Neal because he's he, he's he's a good brother. Wow. That but, is really uh, kind of words. Yeah, man, we, we get we get along great when we're not kicking the shit out of each other. We're five forever kind of guys now, but. Uh, I, you know, I want him to succeed as, as much as he wants me to. So at least we got that going for us. But as far as like, as far as other people on new South, um, I know, I know, I know Donnie Janela, Kung Fu Janela's, you know, working hard. His body's looking great. Um, he's training pretty frequently at the, uh, nightmare factory. Um, I think, he, I think he needs a little bit of an edge. I think that would set him off in a whole new direction. Uh, the former hot tamale, Daniel Perez, is now Miami Ice, uh, Rolando Perez, and he's like my wrestling son. So I've, I've always always try to stick my neck out for him. Uh, he's made a he's made a, a pretty great transformation too, getting his body right. He's got a, a sick mullet and just totally changed his style. So I like him too. Uh, uh, Sean Christopher with the with the uh, gothic creepy cult leader gimmick. Uh, he's he's killing it. He looks like he's straight out of a video game. It's really yeah, cool stuff, especially it, his it, entrance and the whole entourage. I, I like that a lot, especially because I wasn't sure like what his future was going to look like with Kevin Ryan doing his own thing, and you know, like because mm-hmm. you know, so I I've, I'm I've been pleasantly surprised there as well with uh, with kind of the new Sean Christopher also. Yeah, and he, he's he's probably like one of the best bump guys I've I, I've seen around here. I mean, he's just like. Mikey Whipwreck of, of Alabama. I just he, he just makes everybody look fantastic, and people want to see him get his ass whipped. Like, he, he's doing his job. <laughs> what about those uh, uh, I mean, those those Talladega Knights kids, uh, Tyler Franks and uh, uh, Hunter Drake? Yeah, I've got I've got a lot of time for them. I mean, if they if they just keep doing what they're doing, getting out, you know, expanding expanding where they go as as a unit, I think I think they're really good as a unit uh, for now. 
and then and then maybe down the road they start coming into their in their into their own. But I think I think to get established in the independence, they need to be a a unit because I don't think there's there's not a huge pool of tag teams. So I think I think that's I think that works out really well for them. Yeah, me too. I know they kind of like they tested the waters there a little bit. I know uh, Frank's won the uh, the Royal Rumble. What what camera? What, what y'all call it? Um, but I remember he won that, then he got his title shot, and they're kind of, I think they kind of tested the waters there a little bit, and, uh, and I mean, these kids, what's so, what's so interesting to me is, like, from an outsider looking in, and and for anybody who hasn't seen New South, I I highly recommend it on IWTV, like, watching, like, this young talent, like, they get over with that crowd so well, and, like, the crowd responds so well to, to the people that they like, and then you guys do such a good job of, like, peppering in veterans like Davey Boy Smith Jr. or Rhino or like in in or Mike Bennett and, and Dan Howes mm-hmm. and guys who like you know and and I think the way that you use those guys is so smart too because it's like when you see like an Adam Priest go in there and beat Davey Boy Jr. like it wouldn't do anything for Davey Boy Jr.'s career to beat Adam Priest but if you're watching right. New South and Adam Priest gets that win like you see Adam Priest on like a whole new level you know what I mean yes a- absolutely it's like it's like you see, like you're you're saying with, with Dan Housen and Sean Christopher, you know, just despite the shenanigans in the match, at the end of the day, Dan Housen elevated Sean Christopher in that match, and he made him look amazing. So, uh, I, I really, I, you know, we just it's just using these guys in the right ways, and then sometimes, sometimes you put these guys together, like we had Mike Bennett versus Dan Housen, and that worked out really well for that action clash and, 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 and for the live crowd too. So it's like, we were fortunate to have these wrestlers who were willing to do two night, two matches in one night for two different tapings, one against each other. And then one against uh, the local talent and kind of just, it, it helped everybody. Yeah. And, and I think I've even seen, I, I could be wrong, but I think I saw Dan Housen actually say that was like his favorite match he's ever wrestled was Mike. Oh, Bennett yeah. and it, was, it was great. It was great. And it was something that, he was like, "Hey, can I can I get that match video so I can so I can send it to Dave Honor?" <laughs> yeah, right, Dave Honor or Tony Elite. Um, yes, yeah. I, I I that's another guy, right? Like I remember him in in SUP as Donovan Danhausen coming out there in like a body bag with like a railroad spike, and now it's <laughs> you know he's totally one eighty to this comedy character in like. The way that he's able to commit to that character, especially in like long form interviews and stuff, is so impressive mm-hmm. to me. He's got to figure it out. Yeah, he really does. Um, and then one other guy I just want to ask you about real quick, just because he's he's closely linked to you at the moment, and I know you've worked together a lot of different places. Um, what's what are your thoughts on uh, Brett Ison? Because I feel like he's kind of one of those guys that everyone in like the southeast knows about but i still feel like he kind of he's like the man where he where if you know you know but like he still feels yeah. like he kind of flies under the radar yeah and and that's weird too because he's because he had a he had a i haven't checked it out yet but he had a a pretty marquee match with uh daniel garcia in tampa yes and then he does i think i think he's doing some of the i could be wrong he could be doing some of the pit fighting matches too yeah and now he's done like icw and stuff and like you know he'll be on GCW when GCW comes through Nashville. It's like just like he's like um just on the cusp of just like breaking out of the southeast. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a lot of time for him too. A lot of respect for that guy, man. He, he's a, he's a tough dude. 
Yeah, I like that whole KO, I like that whole KOBK crew. All those guys. Mm-hmm. They bring something different to the table. Um, and then yeah, man. So like, New South. Like, what 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 are kind of your goals right now? Like within New South, being the new champion there, and, and who do you think are kind of going to be your most formidable challengers? You know, I, it sounds like Derek Neal's always going to be kind of right there. Yeah. I know. I know Adam Priest is dealing with some injuries at the moment. Um, but, you know, who do you kind of see as some up upco- and, and also the guys like Jade Newman, who like haven't even hit their prime yet, but have been in the business for like six, seven years or whatever. Like, like who do you kind of see as being some big challengers for you in that title? Well, I, I would think that with with the attitude change and the whole uh, presentation, I think Sean Christopher is on his way up to that that main event level at New South. Um, he just has to, uh, you know, keep building the brand, keep building the hatred from the crowd. Uh, I th- when Adam comes back, he's going to be white hot because people are going to miss him so badly. And um, and then, you know, that with that with that gross injury and stuff, uh, Derek's always on my heels or I'm on his. Um, I don't know. I, I would like to see if uh, Petty and Pink, Kenzie Page and Dylan McQueen, if they maybe not split up, but if they start focusing on single stuff, I think I think that's some that's some cool stuff that we haven't done yet either. Uh, see what they can do as singles. Yeah, I, I liked all those ideas. Um, and I and I do have to ask you, and this is just because he's a part of the show, so I, I I've got to ask, how do you feel about the commentary team at New South? Because uh, I because I really like the uh, I, I love Mose. He's he's does my he, we do a weekly show together. Uh, John Jumpin' John Mosley, shout out. But um, uh, him and Carmen Michael and and the kind of the guys you got uh, with with commentary. How have you how have you liked that? Because I know they're kind of you know kind of newer guys to commentary, but they're getting a lot of reps in. Yeah, yeah, Mose especially. Uh, he's a great lead man. Um, He's been, he's been um, on commentary probably the longest that we've had anybody, or at least the, the amount of shows that he's been on. Uh, he kind of came in during a pinch because, you know, during COVID, uh, Stephen McCash and, and Righteous Jesse were our commentary team. Uh, Jesse has passions in other avenues and wanted to pursue that. And then Stephen um, was just going to just be like, well, this is a pandemic. I'll see you when I see you kind of thing. And there's that that's great too. So um, it was, you know, Moe's kind of just, rose up and was like let's give him a shot and it and it's worked out fantastically i mean he's always providing a a good uh a reaction gif every week that tiffany finds and puts <laughs> it out there uh Car- carmen's been a good fit too um with it you know he's still a little wet behind the ears when it comes to commentary but uh he looks the part he acts the part and then together i mean it's just you have like a you have like a a dapper dashing young man in a suit and you have you have mose is with with the KOBK hat or just a hoodie or something? It's just it's something for, for something for everybody. It's, it's a good it's a good mix. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're very I, different. They are. Yeah, I I really like because you'll have like Mo sitting there like going through like the intricacies of like a storyline, and then Carmen's like Gore Gore Rhino with the Gore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know he's waiting We're on talking that. Talking about yeah. Shark Boy or something or <laughs> quoting TNA stuff that nobody remembers. Oh, oh my Carmen. God. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I see that he does that. Uh, it's like that retro TNA show. So yeah, 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 yeah good for him. Um, that's he, uh, he was a big, he was a big component of us uh, getting Shark Boy for June fifth. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, wait, so who's gonna wrestle Shark Boy? I don't know yet. We, he's, he's, uh, he's scheduled to appear, kind of okay. thing. Okay, okay. Um, outside of New South, Dan, where where would you say? 
not necessarily like your favorite place to wrestle, but like, is there anywhere, like if we're not talking like, you know, mainstream pro wrestling, is there anywhere that you like really want to wrestle that you haven't like, uh, like, like an IWTV type promotion or do you like kind of where you're, where you're kind of at right now with, you know, new South and SUP and SCI and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where it's at. Um, I obviously would like to go back to places like AIW, um, uh, beyond i'd like to go back there and black level pro when they're coming back uh those are like the big ones that that i've been to before i would like i think it'd be cool to get like um not a clusterfuck gcw match <laughs> sure. I, think that, I think that would be cool uh i don't know i don't know but uh i mean i know people people will, will tag or joke about it i don't know if they're joking but if PWG were were to come back, that people would like to see me there. I'm like, well, I mean, if, you know, if that if that's in the cards, I mean, that'd be great. Those would all be perfect I mean, fits. I mean, it's like like somebody quoted on Twitter was like, "I've worked for all your favorite promotions already." It's like, what's next? And you know, it's like, what's the next level up from what I'm already doing? And that that's kind of what it is. Well, I mean, it's not like AEW isn't isn't watching, right? I mean, Matt Jackson's out there just total, <laughs> oh, no. total, total gimmick infringement, right? Okay, so like I said on Twitter, I don't have cable, and I was actually driving or something at, when when my phone just started like exploding. Like I looked down at Twitter, I have like it's already at twenty plus notifications. I was like, did I get canceled? Did, did something come out? What's happening here? <laughs> not that I have anything to get canceled over, sure. but I was like, what's up? And then they were talking about that Matt Jackson, like, ripped my look off. I was like, ripped my look off. And I got worried because I was like, my, my current look, the castaway thing? And then I saw a picture finally. He's, like, wearing uh, board shorts and wrestling barefoot, hitting people with flip-flops. I was like, oh, he can have he can have that. That's fine. Like, it was just it was just funny to me because I was, like, I was, like, texting my friends. Like, how do, do I need to even respond to this or just let it go? I mean, I don't want to look like a mark, and I don't want to be, like, coming across as like delusional, like unaware wrestler. That's a local guy that thinks everybody's ripping them off. It's like, <laughs> what's the balance here? <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny, man. It was the first thing I thought of when I saw him too. Like, I was like, Oh my God, the internet's going to eat this up. Oh, and this... I saw it and I was like, from a long shot, I was like, yep, that, that totally looks like me. I was like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Oh man! It, it, like speaking of, uh, you know, trying not to look like a mark and stuff. I won't like, I, I won't, I won't say anything like, because you know, it was like between me and you. But like, I back, I guess it was the last collective weekend when the IWTV went missing. You were the one to give me the Iggy on like what was actually going on. So I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was weird because it didn't it, like get thrown up on like craigslist or something yeah there was like uh, and i was just kind of like Facebook trying to pick, yeah yeah it was something like that and, and i was just trying to figure out what was going on because like people were messaging me as if like i would have any idea maybe because you know <laughs> i know some of the people that were you know there and so i'm like tweeting about it like or, or something and i just remember like you were the only one to actually just like say something to me about it and be like hey like it's you know kind of let me know what was going on and i was like Okay, well, that's better to know because I, if that thing would have just got up and stolen in front of everybody, I don't know how that would even be possible. Um, well, but yeah. On, on, I think it was like, it, it might have been after I had left, like either Saturday or Sunday at the Black Level Pro Show, I think Gary Jade knocked him out and took it from him. But I think you had messaged me before that happened. Oh, okay. Because so, I, I was lined up for a, a 
for an IWTV title match like November 1st. And I was like, oh, so so Gary stole the title. What are we doing? Right. <laughs> and which that, that match never happened anyways. Thanks getting COVID from the collective. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that whole thing, man. I mean, big props to uh to uh danny adams dan the dad like i remember that whole situation where it's like oh my gosh um yep so what what's i I know you were just announced for the sci right for this upcoming tournament yeah that that, that was uh tuesday uh tuesday or wednesday or monday it was this week hell yeah so is this i can't i know you've definitely done work with the sci have you been a part of their tournament before or their future i can't remember no, um, they told me I was too old for futures. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, well, I just uh, remember Marco wanted, so I just kind of assumed maybe you were in the talks at that point too, or something. But I, I guess not. No, it just, um, it just, I, I had think whenever I first started working with those folks, New South's anniversary show was the same weekend as SCI, so that took that might have taken me out of the discussion for whatever year that was, and then the next year COVID happened and uh, they didn't have. They didn't have the SCI last year, so um, I mean, it's, 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 it, people say it's been a long time coming, but it really hasn't. It's just it just worked out this year. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense, though. Um, it's like it's like it's like if you think about it, I should have already been in it at some point, but it just I, I didn't know those folks when I first got back. Okay, gotcha. And then for anyone listening, there's there's pretty close ties between like if you become a well-known guy out of you know, SUP in Nashville, there's a good chance that, you know, SCI in Chattanooga or Action Wrestling in Tyrone, Georgia, or, or I mean, even like TWE with, you know, Jaden and those guys out of Chattanooga, like it, it, there, you start seeing a lot of the same faces in those kind of, what I guess would be considered kind of sister promotions. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's getting, and it's getting better. We're, we're, we're trying to work together uh, little by little. And, you know, if we can make a loop where, we can share talent on a Friday with action Saturday at new South. And if SUP were to come back on a Sunday, we've done that before too, and have, you know, make, make a, make a loop for somebody and, you know, and, and have some great matches. We try to do all that now. Um, and yeah. then, uh, new South's actually yeah. going to be at the TW arena uh, next weekend. Oh, I, I just saw that. So y'all are, y'all are venturing. Have you ever ventured out of Alabama? Uh, a couple times, like when New South first started, they would run Fayetteville, Tennessee, which was right on the border of Alabama, and and had some success there. But that was like way early. And then um, we did Atlanta, Georgia, one time, and did not do very well, and almost almost sank the company because it was oh, that wow. big of a big of a loss. But we've recovered from that. Um, our normal every other week venue miscommunication, whatever. Uh, unbooked us for the 15th and we were like freaking out because our show this Sunday got canceled due to thunderstorms as outdoor show. I was like, we got to do something. This show gets canceled and this next one gets canceled. What are we putting on Tuesday night? <laughs> you know? Right. So weekly, uh, weekly we're, we're scrambling. Yeah. So, so we scrambled, called all the venues. Nobody was open. I was like, let me call my man, Jade. And I know it's Chattanooga, but Maybe we, maybe we could work something out, and uh, you know he's taking us in on the fifteenth, and we're seeing how it goes. Man, that's great. That's great to to know that there was you, you had that option because like yes, you know, and I, we mentioned his, his name just you know a little bit earlier, but Jaden Newman. I mean, 
it's I think it's really phenomenal what he's doing right now. Like just the the fact that he's so young and he's already like this young veteran, but he's already like training the next generation of of guys. Like, w- like what what are your, is there anything you kind of want to put out there about Jaden? Because he's another guy that I think is kind of under the radar too. But like it's only because of his age. Like he's gonna hit his prime in like a year or something. Yes. And like I feel like everyone's gonna know about him. Yes, because he's already, you know, he's making towns. He's, he's, he's debuted for New Texas Pro. I think he's going back there soon. Uh, he's, in, he's venturing into South Carolina. He's a mainstay in Georgia and Alabama, Tennessee. Um, you know, he's getting his body right, trying to get stand out that way. Um, you know, he's currently our, we kind of joke now that he's kind of our new measuring stick in New South. When someone new comes in, if you can't have a good match with Jaden, who are you going to have a good match with? You know, it was me for a while. It was Donnie for a while. And now it's Jaden. He's got, he's kind of got that right. I like that. I've I liked that a lot. And, and, you know, you were talking about Chikara earlier and stuff. I remember him getting some shots there um, before everything yeah. went down. Um, so, man, it's really, it's just really cool to see all, all you guys from like, you know, I say from like my, my area, but you know, I'm in, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia now, but you know, I, I attend, I'm going to attend this next action show. I attend all the sub shows that I can in Chattanooga and, and Nashville and whatnot, but it's just so cool seeing all you guys succeeding. And, and I know, I know you're saying like, you know, on your end, you know, your time's going to come and blah, blah. As far as I'm concerned, man, like, and I, this is just me as a fan. Like, I love what you're doing out in the Indies. I really do. Like, if if you never were on an AEW or WWE, like for me as a fan, like I'm still always going to be a Cabana Man fan, Dan Dan fan, and and watch you wherever you're wrestling, man. <laughs> well, thank you. I just uh, I think I think I think um, the collective week definitely turned some heads. Um, because everybody knows that I'm uh, that, now. That I about said something that sounded really uh, condescending. I was about to say everybody knows I'm good, <laughs> but. Everybody knows I'm like the good hand top guy. Like I'm not gonna have a bad match, but but this was like a whole nother level. Like this was like this that match with Derek was professional fucking wrestling. If yes. if you were to just pull a, yes. a match out of out of like a good match out of like the '80s, like a really good one, it'd be similar to what we did because we were we were we were we were both watching the previous uh, Family Reunion Part One and then matches leading up to ours. I was like, you know what? let's just be Southern as fuck, man. And just, <laughs> let's just fight. And it just, it just worked out. You know, it was just a different flavor. Um, I think, I think there's a lot of bias against Southern wrestling for, I don't know why I think Southern wrestling is the best. Uh, I think it makes the most sense. I think it's the most realistic. And I think, I think if you work a Southern style, you're, <clears throat> excuse me. If you work a Southern style, the live crowd will get into that more than other styles if it's just an average mr and mrs walmart coming to a show which is the general public i think it appeals to more people yeah i think that's a really good point and and i remember talking to uh to righteous jesse like years back around the time that they were starting sup and uh him saying like you know everyone was basically telling him and and everyone involved with like the creation of that like indie wrestling just not going to work in nashville like it just not like super indie wrestling like they were getting told it needed to be more what you see like the fairgrounds or something and it's like no oh, like yeah. there you know and it's like no there's a big audience for this i mean you know like and and, and i love the the southern style like <laughs> at, like wrestling aspect of everything i mean i and, and i love that there's all these options and the variety and just man it's just this is a great time to be a wrestling fan 
But yeah, and with SUP, I mean, yeah, you can only fit so many people inside of a place like the Basement East, but they also have an online crowd that's bigger than everybody combined that would be watching live. And that's also what they're catering to. Whereas, like, if it's a fairground show, yeah, you might have like 500 people there or whatever, but after the show's over, nobody talks about it. They're just eating their fried Oreos, you know? Exactly. Whereas SUP, you know, there's an exactly. online community talking about it. There's writers writing about the show, reviewing it. There's just, I mean, what looks smaller is actually much bigger. That's actually, yeah. You're blowing my mind right now, dude, with all the all this knowledge <laughs> you're dropping on me during this interview. Like, you're really making me think. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, man, well, as we start kind of wrapping up a little bit, I, I got a couple just kind of general questions for you because, you know, I know you mentioned, yeah. you know, you being a big Ricky Steamboat fan and stuff. Um what are some of your favorite, I know these are the most generic questions ever, but like, I know you said your favorite, Matt, your favorite opponent is Derek Neal. As a fan, what are some of the, just your favorite wrestling matches that, that you either watched growing up or like you, you kind of find yourself going back and rewatching nowadays? Uh, definitely uh, uh, Steamboat and Savage from WrestleMania. That one gets played every frequently. Uh, a lot of Steamboat matches do like his ones with Austin and Flair are good. Um, as far as like newer stuff, like, like if I think of what's the most favorite match of mine, that's the most recent as far as like a mainstream would be, uh, John Cena versus CM Punk at money in the bank in Chicago. Like, I think, I think that was like an era making match from that, from that time. And like, I really don't know what I could say is my next favorite match. That's like recent like that. You know what I mean? Um, I like to go back and watch Quackenbush versus Cesaro from uh, IWA Mid-South uh, Ted Petty Invitational. That match is bonkers. They're doing some wild stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, other other really good matches. Or even just some... That, uh, just some just, uh, oh, sorry, I was going to say, or even just some, like, wrestlers that, like, outside of Steamboat, um, who, you, who you consider yourself to be, like, just a really big fan of, or, or even maybe some that might still be out there that you'd like to share the ring with one day. Oh, uh, one one match that I thought was kind of out of left field that I really liked, and I've I've studied it a bunch to kind of apply it to matches I have with bigger opponents. It's another it's another Mid South TPI match. It's Larry D versus Jonathan Gresham. I really like that match. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's an interesting stylistic matchup right there. Yes, yeah, so uh, Gresham's great at working as a smaller man versus large opponents, obviously, and I just. I just, uh, a lot of people, and I've worked Larry D before, so it really applied uh, to match. Like, whenever I was having the match with uh, O'Shea Edwards at Action, I kind of studied uh, Gresham and um, and, and uh, Larry D a lot to prepare for that one. Oh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, too. And, yeah, good good for O'Shea, seeing what he's doing, too. Ring of Honor. Um, yes. Man, really cool. And uh, and also, this is definitely worth bringing up real quick, too, Um Last night we saw the crowning of a new IWTV champion, Wheeler Yuta over Lee yeah, Moriarty. Holy cow. Um, in my opinion, that was I mean, that was the best match I've seen all year, I think. I mean, I just really, really, really good stuff. And I know there's a lot of kind of buzz already about like what's next for Moriarty. Um, but but how do you feel about seeing Wheeler Yuta get that title? Because he's a guy who's been working his ass off for a while and like I feel like it's really great to see him get this recognition finally. Oh, I agree, especially, like, you know, during the pandemic, he got his body right. You know, he's doing shots for Ring of Honor, and then, uh, 
you know, I, I met him a few times, but I saw him again in Tampa versus, uh, um, Adam priest. And that match was solid, solid as crap. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good to see people that, that, that grind under the radar for so long, finally get a chance to shine, um, uh, with, with Wheeler Utah. So I'm just waiting. I've checked my IWTV. I've got 70 matches on the network. When do I get a title shot? <laughs> well, that, that was what I was going to bring up next. That was the whole reason I brought up Wheeler Yuta. Because outside of me being a fan of his, like, I want to see that match. I want to see you and Yuta go at it. And um, is there any possibility of us seeing that soon? Like, do you know if there's going to be a show coming up anytime soon that y'all will be on the same card or anything like that? Because I think that would be a hell of a match. And, and you deserve that title shot, man. Yeah, Um you know, especially with whoever has the IWTV championship, you know, there definitely have been in talk with New South uh, to come in and defend it. Like we've we've had Warhorse defend it a couple times. We had the big title switch at the Haas tournament between him and uh, Moriarty. And, you know, there, you know, there was talks okay. of uh, Lee coming into New South to defend it. But I don't know now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, y'all got, <laughs> but y'all got that title change. I forgot that did happen in New South. That was that was that was a very special weekend. That was huge. I mean, that's that was the biggest social media weekend for New South and biggest IWTV. I mean, that that was the biggest uh, weekend New South's ever had. What was the hot? Because we haven't had a live stream before, and then um, and and you know IWTV sending that match to Alabama of all places in a venue that's in the middle of a legit trailer park. It's, it was wild. That used to be a chicken house, but now it's an arena. So. Wow. And I was, I mean, I was, it's just amazing. Wrestling's amazing. It, it, yeah, man, it really is. And I was, I was really, really happy um, and pleasantly surprised with that title change happening when it did, because like, you know, they built up that whole thing through the masked wrestler and all that. And, and I really didn't expect um, Warhorse to drop the title. But then when I realized it's like, Oh, Moriarty is the masked wrestler. Okay. Like this could be interesting. And then, like when it happened, I was really happy. Like, like I said, like you just mentioned for New South, because even just by association, like that match had so much buzz around it. Like that's that, that, yes. that it, it's not surprising that you guys had a huge social media night that night. Right, right. Um, and what's crazy, they could have done that match at Beyond or any show that's currently running, but it was cool that that they chose us. It's like, you know, we've been grinding it out this whole time. You know, making weekly content making big shows. So it was, it was a nice, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice rub. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I love that element of surprise with that championship belt where it gets defended all over the place. You don't know what company it could get defended or dropped at or who the opponents are going to be depending on kind of the region they're in. I, I really love the, the whole concept of it. And the last question I got for you before we wrap up, and I think I know the answer, but like, I'm just going to ask just <laughs> for the record and for anybody who may not be familiar, um, that New South Championship belt, I mentioned it earlier, it's humongous. Okay, was that a mistake? <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, it was designed by uh, Chris McInnes, which is one of our New South managers. He also does our video work and all that. So he designed it. Uh, he sent it to a belt maker in Florida named Brian Bearden. Uh, he was on TNA as the big, fat, oily guy. Okay. For a minute. Okay. Whenever, whenever WWE had their own big, fat, oily guy, he was... He was also, uh, anyways, right. yeah. but he's, he was a belt maker. He made it for us. He already had like cut the plate and like sent in the dimensions. And it was like, dude, you made this too big. And then there's like, what do you want me to do? He said, uh, dump, dump said, fuck it. It's pro wrestling. Everything's supposed to be big. Right. <laughs> so, 
they just rolled with it. You know, it was a mistake, but you know, why not? Why not? Why not go with it? Cool. I just wanted that on the record because I've heard that that it, it was an error that it was pretty much what you just said. I just wanted to hear it from a <laughs> from a very credible source right here on the podcast. But but in that's hindsight, why t- that's why it took so long. It took so long to get tag belts because all the metal was used up. <laughs> all the gold was gone for a while. <laughs> Man, for, for anyone listening to this that does not know what we're talking about. Uh, for one, definitely go watch New South Pro Wrestling on independentwrestling.tv. Go do that right now. Use code Fight Talk if you want. I've got a code. You can use it. And um, if you don't know what we're talking about, this belt, I mean, it is, it is humongous, but it is the most impressive-looking title belt in wrestling, in my opinion. And and when Dan <laughs> holds that thing up, the way you sell and I don't even know how much you're selling it, but, like, the way it's, like, hard for you to pick up and raise over your head and stuff, I mean, I just I, – I, It's very cumbersome. It, it It's more awkward than heavy. It's like an end table that you just can't get a good grip on. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. Well, did you? All right, so uh, on the sub on the sub show where I wrestled Marco, did you see the Thor's hammer spot we did with it? I had I laid to, the uh, belt on him. He couldn't. Get, he almost couldn't oh, kick out. Yes, that was so smart. That's right, man. <laughs> we good used times. We used we used the Jericho pin as a false finish. What a what a time. The uh, the one foot one foot and flex. Over the yeah yeah oh man good good times man I can't believe it's already been that long since like because your sub debut had to have been what like four years ago or something already I mean it's like I I'm think it was lying. I think it was twenty it might have been twenty nineteen February okay so I just remember a, it was for the achy breaky heart show that's right it could it could have been twenty eighteen though I'm not sure because. Sup was only running every like two or three months at a time, so it could have been 2018. Yeah, I just feel like time's just flying so fast. But man, Cabana man, man Cabana man, Dan, you uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, please let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Anything you want to plug, any merch, like the the floor is yours. Whatever you want to tell the people about, go for it. We'll tell the people. So you can check me out on Twitter at Cabana man Dan. On Instagram at cabana.man.dan. Uh, I'm on Facebook too, if you're into Facebook. Uh, I've got a pro wrestling tea store like everybody else. Uh, got a YouTube channel, got a Patreon. So if you want to support, I post a, there sometimes. But uh, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Um, I got uh, New South Wrestling um, on the 15th, 16th, and the 30th. Various cities, Action Wrestling coming up, SCI Tournament. Oh, and then I was announced uh, for uh, Paradigm Pro in um, on their midnight show in uh, Indianapolis, July 9th. Okay, is that so a I'll is that like a, a, sorry is that like a UWFI thing you're doing or what kind of show they're running? Yes, it yeah it is a UFWI turn uh, not tournament but UFWI show and I'll, I'll be in a UFWI rules match. Okay, so that'll be totally brand new to me but they obviously wouldn't book me for that type of match if they didn't think i could produce something of quality i hope you're gonna kill it you're gonna kill it (laughs) thank you it'll be fun absolutely well dan thank you again so much for being my special guest for episode 300 of this i really really appreciate it this interview was a long time coming you're someone i've wanted on the show for for years now um but i kind of slowed down on interviews this past year because it just felt kind of 
kind of wrong to talk about wrestling with people who didn't know like what the future of wrestling was at the time and stuff. But now, now that, yeah. now that things are starting to kind of get back to normal, you know, you're really one of my first like guests, like with the kind of me coming back and doing more of these interviews again. So um, I really, really appreciate you coming on here. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure, man. Like you're, you're a great dude. You're a great wrestler. You're one of my favorite guys to watch. And uh, I, I just really appreciate your time today, man. Thank you. Thank you. It went by quick. Uh, and it didn't feel like talking about the same old things I always talk about. All right, so that's going to do it for my conversation with Cabana Man Dan. Thank you very much once again to CMD for joining the show and being my special guest on episode 300, and thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and follow on any platform that you can. If you like the podcast, please give me good ratings, good reviews. All that kind of stuff helps out the podcast a ton. And thank you very much for all the support over the years. 300 episodes. Can't believe we're here right now. Going to give a shout out to some of my sponsors, then we'll jump on out of here. Going to start with my brother, Brian Jensen. Brian Jensen is a boxing coach out of Atlanta, Georgia. He can help you with a wide variety of things. If you have any self-defense you want to learn, if you want to learn how to get in better shape, if you want to just lose some weight, whatever it is, if you want to compete at an amateur or professional level in boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, whatever it is, Brian's got you covered. And he also specializes in people with neurological issues. So like if you have Parkinson's or MS or anything along those lines, Brian is 100% certified to help you with that kind of stuff too. You wouldn't believe how much dexterity work and just flexibility and, and things like that can really, really change your life. And Brian can help you. It doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter what you know how much you weigh or what your level of athleticism is. Brian will put something together specifically for you. He can meet you in person if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area. He owns a gym. He can also meet you in your business, um, at work, uh, at your house. He can meet you in a park. It doesn't matter. He'll make it work. And if you're not anywhere near Atlanta, he can help you worldwide. Just hit him up on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. And he can help you remotely through Zoom calls, Skype sessions, all that stuff. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out and reach your goals by hitting up Brian Jensen once again on Instagram at BoxingATL. Also, shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be. If you want autographs, memorabilia, you know, signed 8x10s, everything, DVDs, action figures, they have it all. And they have an actual brick-and-mortar retail location now at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. I was there for the grand opening with Dan Severn a couple weeks ago, and it was a blast. So check it out. Check out their website, musiccitytoys.biz. Check out all their social media, at Music City Toys. And support them because they have awesome stuff. They're nice people and they'll give you fair business. Check it out. And last but never least, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. They're the place to be for all fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. Their WrestleMania Backlash contest is open right now. First place is $1,000. Second and third both get $100. And you're just going to fill out an entry form. It's going to be, you know, winners and losers of matches, stipulations, things that could happen. A whole bunch of cool questions, and you can win a ton of cash just for knowing about professional wrestling. So join that right now. Jump on WrestleRumble.com and stay up to date with all their contests on Twitter at WrestleRumble. So that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you once again for listening to this episode 300 of the Fight Talk podcast. I've been Steven Jensen. I'll be back soon. Hey,